0: You're listening to an audio sermon from Hope Bible Church in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website at hopeoakville.ca. Good morning, church. It's a privilege to be with you to open up God's Word. Go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 16. We continue on in our Follow Me series. Last week, we heard of the benefit of following Jesus Christ. This week, we hear of the worth of following Jesus To follow Jesus is so worth it. As you know, anything in life that is worth attaining demands sacrifice. Anything in life that is worth attaining demands sacrifice. You think about the valedictorian student who hides in their cocoon studying all throughout the night so that they can get the A-plus grade. And their finals, they do it because it's worth it. The sacrifice is worth it. You think about our beloved Toronto Raptors. Oh no, Kawhi say it ain't so. No, no, no. Not the Clippers. At least it's not the Lakers. We know this past postseason, 16 games, blood, sweat, and tears, all for the purpose of lifting up that Larry O'B trophy at the end of the season. Anything that demands anything that's worthwhile demands sacrifice. How much more, how much all the more is that true when it applies to our lives as Christ followers? To follow Jesus demands immeasurable sacrifice. It is the highest call. It will cost us everything, and yet it is so worth it. But how often do we live as though that wasn't the case? How often do we behave and act in our lives as Christ followers where we don't apply that same sort of intensity to following Jesus? We treat Jesus as though He's our ticket into heaven. We're still the main star of the show. God is our supporting cast. Jesus is just our supporting cast. We treat Jesus as though He has a wonderful plan for our lives. All he's meant to do is to bless us and to get us into heaven, but apart from that, we live as we please, we do as we choose. The problem with that type of Christianity is that it's not found anywhere in the Bible. The problem with that type of following Jesus is that it's not true Christianity, it's pseudo-Christianity, it's counterfeit Christianity. It's not the Christianity that Jesus himself calls us to, because this morning we will see out of Matthew chapter 16... Jesus Christ calls us to follow him. And he will make it absolutely clear that to follow Jesus will cost you everything. To follow Jesus will cost me everything, and yet it is so worth it. To follow him, it will demand everything you have, and yet it is so worth it. Matthew chapter 16 is where we're going to be, so get there in your Bible To bring you up to speed of what's been happening in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus has asked his disciples, Who do you say that I am? And Peter speaks up and says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he was right. And Jesus told him so. Peter was saying that Jesus, you are the Messiah. You are the chosen one. You are the promised one of God who was to come to save us all. You're not just a moral teacher, you're God in the flesh. Jesus affirms the confession of Peter, and soon after, he begins to tell his disciples, I will soon be captured, and I will be murdered by the religious leaders. Peter and the disciples, they can't understand this. Peter himself even goes on to say, Jesus, no, that can't happen to you. No way, you're you're supposed to be the Messiah. You're supposed to be the Savior. No, you're, you're not supposed to die. Peter didn't understand that it was the will of God that his own son should die. Peter had an understanding of a Messiah and a Christ who would come to be a political ruler, but he didn't have an uh, understanding of a Messiah and a Christ who would come to be a suffering Savior. And so Jesus now has to go into this passage where we're going to be, verses 24 to 27, where Jesus will now explain to Peter who he truly is and what it means to follow Jesus. Because we must understand this, a misconception of who we understand Jesus to be will result in a misconception of what it means to follow Jesus. I say it again because it's true for the first disciples, and it's true for us right now in the 21st century. A misunderstanding, a misconception of who we understand Jesus to be results in a misunderstanding, a misconception of what it means to follow Jesus. You must know who Jesus truly is in order to follow him the way he requires. And so in our passage right now, verses 24 to 27, Jesus is going to make it absolutely clear. To follow him, it will cost us everything, but it's so worth it. Look with me at verse 24. We'll read verse 24, and that will take us to our first point. Verse 24, Matthew chapter 16. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, if anyone would be my pupil, if anyone would be my disciple, if anyone would be my follower, if anyone would come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This leads us to our first point. It's the first half of our big idea. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything. See the first criteria Jesus gives us if we truly want to be his followers. See the first criteria. Verse 24 If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Deny himself. Now, the self-denial Jesus is referring to in this verse isn't the type of self-denial you need to say when you're eating dinner and you say, okay, I've had five pieces of cheesecake. I will use self-denial to stop myself from having the sixth piece. Neither is it the self-denial you need to say, you know what, I'm going to wake up 30 minutes earlier in the morning to get into God's word. No, the self-denial Jesus is referring to here it's far deeper. It's far more radical than that. What Jesus is saying when he says you must deny yourself is he's saying you must give up the ownership of your life. You must give away all self-agenda, self-directing, self-ambition, self-leading. You must disown your life and give it to him. He's saying you have to give up the ownership deed of your life and give it all to to him. This is what true Christianity is according to Jesus Christ. This is where it starts. It starts with the bar being very high. To follow Jesus, it will cost you everything. It will cost me everything. And yet, let's be honest again, it's so often that we do not treat Jesus this way. Think about it this way. I'm sure you're familiar with the popular television show called Dragon's Den the American equivalent shark tank. What happens on the show is these budding entrepreneurs, these rookie entrepreneurs go to these millionaire business moguls and they say, hey, I have this great idea. I want you to invest in it, and in in return, I'll give you part of my company. I'll give you part of my revenue. So a person will come up to these dragons, these business moguls, and say, hey, I have this gizmo. Invest $100,000 in it, and I will give you 30% of my company in return as well as 10% of the the revenue that comes in. We do the same to Jesus. We go to Jesus and we say, hey Jesus, boy, do I have a deal for you. Jesus, not only will I attend services on Christmas and Easter, but I will try and make it to two out of four services each month. In exchange, will you give me a great and happy life? Do we have a deal? And Jesus' response is no. I want all of it. We say to Jesus, wow, you drive a really hard bargain. I don't know if you know how business transactions work, Jesus. I'm trying to make us equal partners right now. Okay, how about this, Jesus? I will give you 10% of my income monthly. Will you make my life better, get me into heaven, make it all easy? Jesus responds again and he says, no, I want all of it. You see, Jesus isn't looking for 50% of our lives. Jesus is not looking for 75% of your life. He's not looking for 99.9% of your life or my life. Jesus demands 100%. Every part of our lives, every aspect of our lives, our bodies, our finances, our time, everything of us. Jesus says, I must take ownership of it if you are truly to be my follower." You see, this is the call. It will cost you everything. It will cost me everything. Jesus is making it absolutely clear. If we are unwilling to give all of ourselves to Jesus, we cannot truly be his followers. Are you and I willing to give everything to Jesus? Are you and I willing to give everything we are, everything we have to Jesus? Because if we are not, We are not truly following him. This is the bar, the high bar of true Christianity, of following Jesus. He's not looking for half-hearted commitment. He's looking for absolute surrender. Are you still holding on to a piece of your life? You must give it up all to him. You must give him everything. He demands it to follow Jesus. It will cost me everything. It will cost me everything. See the second criteria that Jesus says. Look at your Bible, verse 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. And now the second criteria... And take up his cross. And take up his cross. Now when Jesus said take up his cross, he and his disciples wouldn't have to think very hard as to what this would look like. Under Roman rule, the Israelites were very familiar with the execution of a criminal through crucifixion. A victim would have to carry their very own cross beam to the location where they would be hung to it, nailed to it, and hung to it to die... So when you saw an individual carrying their cross, you knew you would never see this person alive ever again. For Jesus and his disciples, the cross wasn't a charm you wore on your bracelet. It wasn't an emblem that you wore on a necklace. The cross was an emblem of agony, of certain death. And he says to his disciples, if you're to follow me, you have to take up a cross as well. And he says to us this morning, if you are to follow me, you must likewise take up a cross. Now we must be certain and understand what Jesus is saying. We need to know the context in which Jesus is saying this. If you walk out of this message this morning and go to Home Depot to buy some lumber to build a cross to carry around with you, you're not getting what Jesus is saying. But likewise, if you walk away from this simply assuming the cross is is difficulties and hardships and sufferings that you face day to day in life, neither are you actually understanding what Jesus is saying. It's very often that people will say to take up your cross is to endure general suffering. It's to endure general hardship. Some people will say that to take up your cross is the health challenge that you're facing right now. Or they'll say it's the financial difficulties that you find yourself facing. Or they'll say that to take up your cross is the circumstances that are outside of your control that you face in your life, like a car accident. It is true that each of those are true and real suffering. Those are true and real hardships that we face as a result of living in a fallen, broken world. And yet, this is not what Jesus is referring to when he says to take up a cross and follow him. No, what Jesus is referring to is the suffering that you face as a Christ follower as a result of persecution. Jesus himself is speaking of persecution. Again, remember the context. Jesus has just told his disciples he will die for the sake of doing God's will. He hasn't told them that he will die via a cross, but he knew that. And now he says, if you're going to follow me, you likewise must take up a cross as I will take up a cross. Jesus is saying you must be willing to bear suffering. You must be willing to pay any price. The cross bearing that he's referring to is the persecution that every Christ follower will face in this world. Because as this world hated Jesus, so this world will hate his followers. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, a servant is not greater than his master. A student is not greater than his teacher. If they hated and maligned the master and the teacher, how much more will they hate and malign the servant and the student? How much more will they hate and malign The Christ follower. Jesus is saying, if you're to follow me, you must be willing to pay any price. Even the price of persecution. Plain and simple. Jesus is saying, are you willing to follow me to the point of death? Are you willing to follow me to the point of death? If need be, will you give up your life to follow me? This is the high calling to follow Jesus Christ. It will cost us everything. This is not painless Christianity. It is costly Christianity. This is where it begins. This is the criteria. If anyone points you to a different type of Christianity where the bar is less than this, it is counterfeit Christianity. Jesus himself is defining for us what does it truly mean to follow him. It will cost us everything. Everything we are. We likewise need to understand that Jesus is telling us every believer in him, Every true disciple of him, every true Christ follower will face suffering in this lifetime, but not to the same degree. Every Christ follower will face persecution in this lifetime, but not to the same degree. Our brothers and sisters in North Korea, for them, the threat of dying for the sake of the gospel is very, very real. And yet we here in the West, by God's grace, we are fortunate enough that we do have freedom to serve and love Jesus Christ in openness And not have to fear someone harming us. And yet, is the call to be willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel, is that any less more serious here than there? Absolutely not. We know that because Jesus goes on to say in Luke chapter 9, a parallel passage to this one, you must take up your cross daily. 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 Jesus here is implying that you must be willing to embrace persecution, the persecution of following Jesus in your everyday life, in whatever context that looks like for you. In your everyday life, Jesus is saying you must be willing to suffer the persecution that will come your way as a result of truly following me. It will cost me everything. For you, that might mean a willingness to be ostracized by your family because you reject a Muslim or Mormon or atheistic or just unbiblical upbringing in order for you to follow Jesus Christ. For you that might mean being willing to suffer being harassed by your spouse, your unbelieving spouse, because you continue to bring your child out to Wednesday night youth. For you that might mean being treated as an outcast by your co-workers because you will not reject your Christian integrity in order to partake in dishonest business practices. For you, that might mean the willingness to be ridiculed and mocked because you're vocal about your faith among your classmates. Jesus is saying, if you will truly follow me, it will cost you everything. Are you willing to pay the price, even the price of persecution? It will cost me everything. Jesus goes on to say, again, look at your Bible the third criteria, if, you're, if we're truly to follow him, it will cost me everything. He says, take up your cross and follow me. Follow me. We all know what it is to follow someone. It's to do what they do. Think of Simon Says. Simon Says jump. The question is not whether or not you're going to jump. The question is how high. You don't question Simon. Simon Says, you do it. And now Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, you must obey me. He's calling for obedience without question. Jesus says, go, we go. Jesus says, speak, we speak. Jesus says, come, we come. Jesus says, take up a cross, we take up a cross. And yet, is the obedience Jesus Christ is demanding from us, is this obedience the same obedience a drill sergeant demands from his army cadets? Drop and give me 20, and the army cadets get down and do 20 push-ups because they're so afraid of the drill sergeant. Is this the same obedience that a drill sergeant commands from their cadets to say, stand at attention. You stand at attention because you're so afraid of your superior. Is this the same obedience? Is this Jesus, the one who's calling us to all of this, is he some sort of cosmic drill sergeant, some cosmic drill instructor? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Remember, a misconception of who you understand Jesus to be will result in a misconception of what, you, what it means to follow him. If you do not truly understand who Jesus is, you will res, it will result in a misunderstanding of what it means to follow him. Jesus does not call us to this high cost of discipleship as one who's twisting our arms and forcing us to do something we don't want to do. No, you must understand who it is that calls us to this. It is Jesus. Jesus, the lover of your soul. Jesus Christ, who loves you limitlessly. Jesus Christ, who loves you beyond compare. If we are truly to obey and respond to the command, the call to follow Jesus, we must first understand who it is who is calling us. This is the only true motivator to live out the life of a Christ follower that Jesus is calling us to. On the screen for you, a formula on the screen for you, a three-point formula for us to truly go out and live as Jesus is calling us to. Look here, look how it begins. Look what Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. See what he says there. See what he says there. The fuel for obedience to the commands of Jesus is love. Love equals obedience. Love equals keeping the commandments of Jesus. So if you walk away from this message right now, And go and say to yourself, all I need to do is grit my teeth, try harder, put myself in more uncomfortable situations for Jesus. And there, I'll show myself to be a true Christ follower. You're not understanding who Jesus is. No, Jesus says the first and greatest thing you must do is devote your heart to me. You must love me. Jesus is ultimately after our hearts. He wants us to truly love him. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Where does love for Jesus come from? How is that produced in your heart? How is that produced in your life? See what it says, 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. The love that results in obedience is first the love we receive from God. Do you know that whoever you are, wherever you are in this room, wherever you're seated in this room, the God of heaven loves you. Jesus Christ himself loves you. Jesus Christ himself loves you endlessly. He loves you limitlessly. The God of heaven loves you. The one who made everything in the entire galaxy, he loves you. And this is the fuel, knowing the love of God, this is the fuel that results in the obedience to his commands. And how has God proven his love for you? How has Jesus Christ proven his love for you? He's proven it by dying. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, sinners, rebels against God, living as we so chose, choose to live, rejecting the way of God, living as we please, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ comes into the world and he offers himself as the sacrifice for our sins to bring us back to God. This is the evidence today. This is the evidence today of the love of God, and this is the formula. If you're truly to walk out of this message and to live and to follow Jesus, though the cost is high, you must realize who it is who calls you. It is Jesus, the lover of your soul. It is Jesus who, in fact, himself would go on to do everything he's calling us to do. Do you know that Jesus knew what it was to deny himself? Jesus knew what it was to deny himself on the evening on which he would be captured, in the garden of Gethsemane, he's praying to his father. He says, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus knew what it was to give up his life to God, to lay down his own will, to devote it to God. Jesus knew what it was to take up his cross. They're hanging on the cross, dying, bleeding. People walking by and mocking Jesus Christ. Saying, if you really are the Christ, if you really are the Messiah, why don't you come down? Why don't you save yourself? Why don't you show yourself? Do you know Jesus could have saved himself from the suffering and the shame of the cross? In that moment, he could have come down from the cross. No one was keeping himself there. He was keeping himself there. No one was keeping him there. He was willingly there, dying on our behalf. He was there dying for us, for you. Jesus knew what it was to take up his cross. Jesus knew what it was to follow his father. It was said of Jesus at his baptism. God the Father speaking from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. All throughout the life of Jesus, he walked in obedience to his father, doing what was pleasing to his father. Why? In order that he could be the righteous sacrifice for your sins. In order that he could be the spotless lamb of God who would spill his blood on the cross to wash you and I from our sins. Jesus knew what it was to follow his father. Jesus Christ himself fulfilling what he's commanding us to do. And now he says, come and live with me and come and die with me. Come and follow me. And this is the source of motivation, realizing who it is who calls us, the one who loves you and gave himself for you. Jesus calls you and I today. Come after me. Come and follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross follow me. He calls us. The cost is so high. To follow Jesus, it will cost you and I everything. But the one who's calling us is the one who loves us. Jesus calls us. He says, follow me. It will cost you and I everything. And yet it is so worth it. And yet it is so worth it. You can go ahead and write that down. That's our second point. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything, but it is so worth it. I was talking to Pastor Craig about this passage, about my outline for this passage, giving him my ideas. And Pastor Craig says to me, he's like, okay, Toby, when you get to that point where you're saying, like, to follow me, it's so worth it. it, 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 To follow me will cost me everything, but it's so worth it. Like, you can't just say it's so worth it. Like, you got to make sure God's people actually feel the weight of the worth of following Jesus. So Pastor Craig says to me, you got to be like, to follow me, to follow Jesus, it will cost me everything, but it's so worth it. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? He's like, yeah, you got to say it like that. So church, hear this. Hear this right now. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything, but it's so worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to follow Jesus, it's so hard, yes. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Jesus is now going to show us three reasons for why it is so worth it to follow him. See now, look at the first reason. Verse 25, Jesus says, read your Bible, look with it. Look at your Bible with me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Interesting. Look what else he says. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Hear what Jesus is saying. He says, whoever would save his life will lose it. To save your life is to preserve your life from harm. It's to preserve your life from hardship. It's to preserve your life and protect your life from the pain of here and now. And we know, as Jesus told us in verse 24, to follow him is a guarantee that you will face pain and hardship. And so the individual who wants to save their life is ultimately the individual who rejects the call to follow Jesus. And yet, see what Jesus says. Whoever would save his life will lose it. Jesus says the person who tries to avoid the pain and hardship of this life guarantees that they will face pain and hardship in eternity. The person who tries to keep their life now will lose it forever. Jesus is calling us right now to pause to take stock of our lives, to look at how we are living, examine your life, hear the words of Jesus, if you insist on maintaining the ownership of your life, if we insist on maintaining the ownership of our lives, Jesus says we will lose our lives forever and eternity. Is this the eternal reality you want for yourself? Is this the road you are headed down? Pause and consider the words of Jesus Christ. Is this the road you are headed down? Is it really worth it? Hear what Jesus is saying. Likewise, see the contrast of what Jesus says. Look again at your Bible, verse 25. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I love this. This is so good. I hope you see it. It's the paradox of the kingdom of God. It truly is an upside-down kingdom. The wisdom of God destroying the logic of man. This is the spiritual principle of gaining by losing. Gaining by losing. Jesus says, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Hear the words of Jesus Christ. If you, right now, willingly choose to lose your life, Willingly choose to embrace the death to yourself. Willingly choose to give up the ownership of your life to Jesus. And whatever else that will ensue, whether that means physical death or dying to yourself daily by facing the hardships of following Jesus in your everyday life. Jesus says if you choose to give up your life now, you will find it forever with me in heaven. This is the glorious reality of following Jesus. He says, if you give up your life now, you gain it forever and it will never be taken away from you. How amazing is the words of our Savior. This is why Paul could say in Philippians chapter 1, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me to live, I'm living for God. I have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's joy to live on this life. And yet to die is gain. If I die in this life, I will not be lost. I will be reunited with God forever forever. To die is gain. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything, but it's so worth it. Why? Because you gain true life. That's the first point Jesus is trying to say here. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything, but it's so worth it. The first reason he points out is because you gain true life. Life in Jesus that will never end. Life in Jesus that lasts forever. Life in Jesus that goes on into eternity. See on the screen for us. Colossians chapter 3, again, Paul explaining this reality. See what he says here. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above. Focus on things that are above. Focus on Jesus. Focus on his kingdom. Focus on God. Live for God. Not on things that are on the earth. Why? For you have died. The old you has died. For you have died. It will cost you everything. It will cost you everything, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Your life is found with Christ in God. It gets even better. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Do you see that? Church, do you see what God's word tells us when Christ, who is your life, this is why we can willingly lose our lives here and now because our life is not ultimately here. Our life is in Christ. If you truly are a follower of Jesus, your life is not here and now. Your life is Jesus. He doesn't, only, he doesn't not only possess your life. He is your life. Jesus said, John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He said in John 10, verse 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, have it abundantly. This is why we can willingly give up our lives because we get and gain true life in Jesus. We gain true life in Jesus Christ. This is why we need to stop. Stop trying to fight to maintain control over our lives. Stop wrestling with God. Stop trying to keep a part of your life. Give it all to him because he is life. When you get his life, it is far better than whatever else you're living in right now. You get true life. That's the first reason Jesus shows us we get true life. To follow Jesus, it will cost me everything, but it's so worth it. Look what else he says. Verse 26, Jesus is going to build on this principle, this spiritual principle of gaining by losing. See the second reason for why it's worth it to follow Jesus? Verse 26, look at your Bible. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Jesus is asking a rhetorical question. He's going to ask a second one now. Look what else he says. Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? A second rhetorical question. Hear what Jesus is saying. He says, imagine by some means you gain the whole world. You become the ruler and owner of the whole world. You become the king or queen of the entire world. All the prestige, all the luxury, all the respect, all the power, it becomes yours. And yet, look what Jesus says. Look at the verse. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? The implied answer is nothing. There will be no benefit. Hear the words of Jesus Christ. He says, of what gain is it if you gain everything here and now and yet you lose your soul? There is no gain in that. Why? Because your soul is worth more than anything else here in this life. That's the second reason why Jesus is telling us it's worth it to follow him even though the cost is high. Because nothing on this earth is worth more than your soul. Nothing on this earth is worth more than your soul. The soul, your soul, as you know, is that deepest, most spiritual part of you. With your soul, you can experience the joys of heaven. And with your soul, you can experience the torments of hell. Jesus is calling us right now to tread cautiously, to choose wisely. We are dealing with matters of eternal proportions. Do you know, do you know that your soul is at stake? My soul is at stake. Are you and I willingly and knowingly giving up our souls for things that will not matter in the end? Are you and I, are you willingly giving up your soul for things that will not have value when all is said and done? Hear the words of Jesus and consider the reality that you are in. Think of the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus. Jesus. This rich young man comes to Jesus and he says, good master, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus tells him, sell all you have and come follow me. The rich young man, he couldn't do it. He walks away from Jesus. Why? Because he owned too many things. Better yet, too many things owned him. Too many things owned his heart and it was tragic. He walks away from Jesus who himself is life. He walks away from Jesus, who himself is life, to embrace things that will not last in the end. Think about the parable of the rich fool, building bigger and bigger barn houses, bigger and bigger storage houses to keep his wealth. But on that very same night, God speaks to him and says, You fool, tonight your soul is required of you. You're going to die. And what will happen to all those things that you were living for? They can't come with you. Hear the warning of Jesus Christ right now. He tells you, it will cost cost you everything to follow me, and yet it's so worth it. Why? Because nothing was worth more than your soul. And when you choose to follow me, you gain life that never ends. You gain true life. Hear the words of Jesus Christ. He tells us right now, it does not matter if you paid off your mortgage. It does not matter if you get the big break and the bonus and the promotion you want. It doesn't matter if you get the dream car you've always wanted. It doesn't matter if you get into the school you've wanted to go to so badly. It does not matter if you retire at 40 and never have to work another day in your life. None of it matters if you forfeit your soul. God's word says in 1 John chapter 2, 15 to 17, do not love the world or the things of the world. Why? Because they're not of God, because they're fading, they're passing away. Don't fall in love with the things of this world. Anything that is taking your heart away from Jesus, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. It cannot last. Do not fall in love with the things of this world, but rather fall in love with Jesus Christ. Do not fall in love with the things of this world, but fall in love with Jesus Christ. Hear what Paul the Apostle says to us right now. Philippians chapter 3. Paul, writing from a jail cell, in a deep, dark, dark jail cell by himself. This man would go on to lose his head for the gospel. He would be beheaded for the sake of following Jesus Christ. And yet, look what he would say. But whatever gain I had, whatever I had that I was trusting in prior to knowing Jesus, whatever gain I had, all the things I previously had in this life, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss. As loss, it will cost me everything. It will cost me everything. I counted as loss. Why? For the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, as nothing, as waste, in order that I may gain Christ. Hear the words of wisdom from a man who lived it. He knew that everything in this life could not compare with the worth of knowing Jesus. Brothers and sisters, hear the word of God right now. Nothing in this world compares to knowing Jesus who is your Lord and Savior if you're truly following him. To take up the cross, to deny yourself, to follow Jesus. It's hard, but it's so worth it. It's hard, but it's so worth it. Why? Because Jesus is better than everything. Jesus is greater than everything. Jesus himself is life. Jesus himself, the Lord of of, of the Sabbath, he is rest. If you come to him, you gain unending rest. Jesus himself is joy. He speaks to us these things even now that we may have his joy and that our joy may be full. Hear the word of God right now. Do not fall in love with the things of this world. Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus who loves you and who gave himself for you. Jesus has given us two reasons for why it's worth it to follow him. You gain true life in him. Nothing is worth more than your soul. Look now at the third one, the last one. Verse 27. Jesus goes on to say, look at your Bible. For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father. See the certainty in the words of Jesus. Feel the weight of what he's saying. For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father. And then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Jesus says to his disciples and he says to us this morning... The day is coming when I will return. When Jesus came the first time, he came as a baby in the manger. And when he came the first time, not many people recognized him. He was just this little baby. By God's grace, he has given us, God has given my wife and I, my wife Rachel and I, two wonderful, beautiful little twin girls. And when they first came into the world, when they were first born, I remember holding them. And you're holding them so tight because they're, so, they're so small. They're so precious. They're so cute. And I'm just like, oh, I love you to bits. You're so cute. I love you. Oh, you're, so, you're the best. Oh, I love you. You just hold them like this. New dad syndrome. You just hold your baby really tight to yourself. When Jesus came into the world, he came as a baby, as a little babe in the manger. Not many people took notice of him. And yet the second time when Jesus comes, he will not be ignored. The second time he comes, every eye will see him. The second time Jesus Christ comes into this world, every knee will bow to him. The second time Jesus comes into this world, he comes with an army of heavenly angels. The second time he comes into this world, he comes with the glory of his his father, shining brighter than the sun. The first time he came into the world as a humble baby. The second time he comes into the world, he comes as a conquering master, as a conquering Lord, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And brothers and sisters, he does not come simply to sightsee. He's not coming to just see what's going on, see what the passage says, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. When Jesus comes the second time, he's coming to repay This is the third reason why it's so worth it to follow Jesus, because this second time, this coming of Jesus, when he comes this second time, he's coming to repay. Each moment, each second that passes by, each minute, each hour, each day, each week, each month, each year that passes by, we get closer to the return of Jesus. And brothers and sisters, hear this. If you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have truly placed your trust and faith in Jesus and you're following him as he has called you to, denying yourself, taking up the cross, following him, it's hard, but it will be worth it on that day when our faith becomes sight. When we see Jesus Christ, he returns and he comes to reward you. Christ follower, on that day when Jesus comes back, he comes to repay you with reward and reward and reward. And he will invite you into his kingdom and you will hear from your Savior, well done, good and faithful servant. Jesus Christ is coming and truly it will be found worth it to have followed him all throughout our lives. Paul could say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Writing to Timothy, the last letter he would write, soon to die, he says to Timothy, I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I have kept the faith. And then he says this in verse 8 of chapter 4. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul says, Timothy, the time of my departure is coming so soon. And whether I leave this world or whether Jesus returns, he has a crown waiting for me. But not just for me, Timothy, not just for me, Hope Bible Church, there's a crown waiting for you. If you have truly trusted and believed and followed Jesus, the cost being so high and yet the worth being immeasurable, if you've truly followed Jesus, there's a crown waiting for you. So church, hold on. Persevere. Keep going. Do not give up. It is so hard. It is hard. The way and the path is narrow, and yet it is so worth it. On that day, there's a crown waiting for you. Keep going to follow Jesus. It will cost me and you everything. It will cost everything, but it's so worth it. And yet for the person here this morning who hears the high cost of following Jesus Christ and the great worth of following Jesus Christ and yet you still refuse to follow Jesus Christ know that on that day he does not come to repay you with reward on that day he does not come to give you a crown as you know anything worthwhile in life demands sacrifice no pain no gain no guts no glory no cross no crown for you if you choose to refuse the call to follow Jesus know that he does not come to reward you he comes to judge you he says that he will judge each person according to what he has done what she has done he comes and he knows all that you have done in this life you've lived and refused the call to follow Jesus which makes you a rebel against the king And on the day of his return, no rebel will be able to stand before the presence of the king. Justice will be served, you will be judged, and you will face the eternal wrath of a holy and just God. I urge you right now, consider, is the life that you're living, is it really worth it to face the judgment and the wrath of God? The just and righteous wrath of God against your sin. Your sin that continues to dishonor the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Is the life you're living, everything you're trying to hold on to, is it really worth it that you will face on that day the fury of God? It isn't. It isn't worth it. Jesus calls you right now to hear him, to hear his words, and to give your life totally, absolutely to him, to place your trust and your faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you on the cross. To believe in him and then to listen to his call to follow. Yes, the cost is high to deny yourself and to take up the cross and to follow. And yet the worth is immeasurable. It's so worth it to follow Christ. It will cost me everything. But it's so worth it. Jesus has proven it to us. You gain true life. Nothing is worth more than your soul here on earth. And you get what is more immeasurable than anything else. You get Jesus And on that day when he returns, you will not be ashamed. You will not have to fear. He will give to you a crown. Church, to follow Jesus Christ, it will cost us everything, but it's so worth it because he's so worth it. The suffering and the pain of this life, it's only for a lifetime. And yet, the joy and the glory is for eternity. To follow Jesus Christ, it will cost us everything, but he's so worth it. He's so worth it. Follow him then. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge that you are Lord of all. We willingly bow to you right now and say, yes, Lord, the cost is high, but we will follow you. Because you are so worth it. Thank you for showing us yourself through your word this morning. Even now, as we sing in response, fill our hearts with genuine passion and love for you because of all that you are and all that you've done for us. Even as we sing and declare, I will follow Jesus, there's no turning back. Make it true in our hearts right now. Jesus Christ, you are worthy of our everything, you're worthy of our lives. You're worthy of every sacrifice. You are so worth it. Receive our praise even now. In Jesus' name, amen.